I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like, you should see me, guys, the podcast listeners here, because I'm like, have my hands out and kind of doing jazz hands because I feel like you guys can see me. So I have to describe like what I'm doing. <laughs> and she really is. She's got her hands up and she's like inspired me to do the same thing. So we are both super excited to be here. Okay, so wait, let's all do jazz hands together. It doesn't matter where you are. You're walking down a path or you're like sitting on your computer. Or if you're driving, just make sure you do one jazz hand. <laughs> yeah, keep the other one on the wheel. <laughs> Whenever you listen to your podcast, jazz hands work. Yoga Off the Mat is a podcast about life and all of its blunders, bloopers, and blissfulness. Yoga is not a sequence of pretzel shapes that we practice on the mat. It's an intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Macy, certified yoga therapist, yogini, licensed massage therapist, and quite possibly certifiably nuts about this crazy, beautiful world we live in together. Join me on this journey of life through conversations and connections. Welcome to the real life world of yoga at Yoga Off the Map. Wherever we're going, I could not say for sure. So April okay. and I are both full-time RVers. We met, oh, I guess two years ago, way back at the RV Entrepreneur Summit, which is a great place to connect people, to build community and Sangha, but really our community then created a very small outcrop of that called Campfire 12. And in Campfire 12, we have a ton of friends I was sp speaking one night about really needing somebody in my life, somebody to, um, to help me, to um, inspire me, to show me the young side of my own personality. And when I said, this is what I need, April came running over, banged on my door and said, here I am. And from that day forward, <laughs> we have been great friends. She inspires me every day. I really feel like April is a young side of my personality. She has tons of fun that she's going to share some of it with us today. The most fun thing for us to talk about is that April never thought she was a yogi. So let's talk about that. April, I'd really love for you to tell us a little bit about your life, um, the types of things that you do while you're RVing, and then we'll move into are you a yogi or are you not? Okie dokie. <laughs> Um, I guess, uh, let me give you a very, like, I suppose, like short and down and dirty spiel, or I could talk forever about um, moving into an RV, but <laughs> um, let's see, very simply put, like, you know, uh, my husband, Kenny and I, we did the whole typical, you know, um, live the American dream kind of thing, uh, raise a family, not that that's an adventure all on its own, and it was absolutely loved. Um, lived in a house for 26 years with our two boys, our two boys are now pretty much grown up. They need a chance to be an adult so instead of them leaving us we left them <laughs> um yeah um we always knew we wanted to travel so you know we all we also wanted to move to the mountains but it was just too expensive and then we're like well now we have another house like why well, do i want another house to have to take care of so basically we left the house to our kids we found out about living in an rv my first thought was you can live in an rv what <laughs> i had the very same thought like live in that thing if you know how small it is <laughs> what <laughs> um so we basically we went rv shopping found an rv and rv's name is rafe so if you hear me talking about rafe that's our rv it's a 24 foot camper um 
sold all of our stuff, gave away all of our stuff, trashed a lot of our stuff, left the rest with the boys and said, this is now yours, moved into an RV. This was almost two and a half years ago. But here's the thing. My husband had a remote job already. Um, I was a teacher. I did not want to teach English online. So basically, I quit my job with the thought of, well, we have half the expenses because we don't really have to pay our mortgage and stuff anymore. So if we have half the expenses, we can have half the income. Um, that doesn't work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> so what, did, what are you working on to add in that other half? So we have always loved craft beer and a little bit of adventure. We're not adventure-seeking junkies um, by any means, but we do like to play. So we play in the snow, um, we snowboard, we mountain bike. Um, hiking, camping, anything kind of outdoorsy, um, and also craft beer. And so we're like, why not figure out a way to put all this together and create some sort of a business out of it? Ah, ta-da! Living a stout life was born. Um, and stout meaning beer, yes, but also like a full, intentional, exciting, full, you know, like embodied life. And so that's where that came from. Yeah, and uh, you've built a ton of friends and communities around something that you are really passionate about. Yeah, and so while that's not making us a ton of money, it does give us a little bit of extra income, and we can still travel around the country um, tasting beer. Oh, let me see if I can get this quote right. So we interview um, brewers and home, you know, owners of breweries and brewers and things like that, and we go to these different breweries, and we did one in, um, what was the name of it? I'm gonna mess this up. Chattabucci. It was in Georgia, I think West Point, Georgia. And we sent him an email. Um, and we're like, I think his name was Mike, if I remember correctly. We sent him an email asking, you know, the whole spiel, like we do interviews and we taste your beers and we do videos and we send them out to our crowds so they might want to come visit you. And he sends an email back and he says, wait, let me get this right. You drive around to all these breweries getting free beer, sometimes free places to stay. I don't know whether to tell you that you're lucky and I messed up the punchline. I don't know whether to tell you that you're a genius or to go pound sand. <laughs> He's like, I think you're a genius. <laughs> I, I, I can really relate to what he's saying and, and where he came from because I have so many people who say, you're living the life. I want to have that life. You go to all these great places. Every time I post images or talk about living full-time in an RV or show people where we travel to, I get the same types of feedback is, I just want to live your life. And I'm here to tell you, life is an intention set and an intention lived. So if you really want to live the lifestyle that uh, April has found a way to do and I have, it's all about intention. So, so I can say, I was in a, sorry to interrupt you, but I can say this too, is like we were actually driving down the road the other day, um, Kenny and I, my husband, and I was telling him, I'm like, do you think, like, I think I've kind of changed a little bit over the years, but really I still kind of worry about the same things I worried about when I was living in the house. Um, I still like have to kind of somewhat know where I'm going, even though we really don't plan. Like I still want to have an idea of it. I still like dream about work at night. I still get a little bit stressed about things like the me that I was way back before I was RVing is still the me. Like I didn't change a whole lot, except that I've realized that if I want something within me to change, it has to be like that mindset. And so when you're talking about like, if you want to live that life, really, it's just your mindset that you kind of have to change. And it goes down to that every single time when I get stressed about something, I get all worked up. And then like, I don't know, 10 minutes later, I was like, well, just think about it differently. And it's not that big a deal. 
<laughs> you know, it is amazing how we how we create our own story by the by the um, the discussions we have in our head. Because I'm exactly the same as you are. I have a lot of the same worries. I'm still building a business, just like I was when I had a sticks and bricks house, right? I still have all the things to do that every that I've always done with work. Um, Sometimes it's harder because now you have to communicate, you know, I'm a massage therapist and a yoga teacher. I communicated one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, we live this great lifestyle, but we've had to transition and pivot everything to virtual environments or having come, people come and visit with us in nature, which is always a lot of fun when we can get outside um, with a group of people and share our experiences either around a campfire or on a yoga mat. I remember when we were in Lake Gunnersville, we would meet on the dock. And this is basically when you and I started talking about what it was, what it meant to be a yogi. Uh, we would go out onto the docks in the morning and I would teach a yoga class to a number of people outside on these beautiful, long, expansive tea docks with um, side panels to it. And everybody would have this, their yoga mat set outside and we could practice in nature. And I, and you told me, you're like, I'm kind of yoga-ish. I'm not really a yogi. <laughs> so since then, we've been uh, having a lot of discussion on what it means to be a yogi. So can you tell me more about how you think you're yogish? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose, I don't know. So let, let me go back to what you were saying. I'd be like, I don't do yoga. I don't practice yoga. Practice, I can't even speak yoga, see? <laughs> practice yoga i used to i remember telling you that too and i would tell kenny too i'm like i'm gonna go outside and find some way to exercise and do some yoga ish because i don't know all the yoga moves i've just done a little bit of videos here and there this is like you know a couple years ago or so so i'd practice a few stretches and then i'd do a few like sit-ups and crunches and just little things that i've learned over the years and to me that's yoga ish and um apparently even from you Teresa, and other people if I posted some pictures up, because you know, sometimes, sometimes in an RV, you get very, very beautiful shots. And one of my most favorite ones is when Kenny and I were out doing a little bit of exercise in Maine. And we were literally like where the, the rocks, these huge cliffs meet the ocean. And we were right on these big rocks with the ocean crashing up right next to us. And we're doing our yoga-ish. Um, <laughs> Kenny took a picture of me and it's just, and I'm like in, I think the tree pose or something like that. And that's one of my most favorite photos. And I've had people comment on that saying, that's yoga. That's, <laughs> you're practicing yoga. Look at how beautiful you are. You're out in nature and practicing tree pose. And so in multi-levels, right? Tree pose is all about balance and finding balance in your life and talking about being a full-time RVer and trying to balance what people perceive our lifestyle to be with how much we work and how our life is still very much the same. You get out there uh, in the middle of nature and balance on one foot. You know, if you're doing it well and you get up there and you're not teetering all over the place, then your brain is balanced because the body represents <laughs> what the brain is feeling and thinking. So yoga-ish, yoga, it's pretty much all the oh. same thing. And I bet you weren't even wearing any fancy pants or anything. I don't know. I think I had some typical leggings on or something. Yeah. <laughs> No special probably clothes required. Probably a Michael Franti tank top or something. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but also, I think the yoga-ish thing too comes from like, whether it's chilly day or whatever it is, but in the morning, I like to go outside in nature and just 
stand there and just see what's around. So I'll take my coffee and just stand outside. I mean, I might not even have a chair out or anything and there's no place to sit, but I'll just have my cup of coffee with my hands wrapped around it and just stand there. I suppose in a way that would be considered some sort of a meditation. And again, it would be kind of like a yogi. (laughs) (laughs) A yogi thing. Yeah, you know, I really want to expand that view that people believe that yoga is something that happens on the mat. I really like to um, talk about this in classes that I teach because I do teach a lot of yoga on the mat. But what we practice on the mat is what we take off the mat. And it's like going to school and studying, right? What you do in front of your book at the time that you're studying is to get acquired knowledge, to be able to use that information in some really amazing ways and to bring it forward. So yoga on the mat is our practice for living that intentional lifestyle, regardless of what we're intentional about. Yoga on the mat gets you to yoga off the mat. Gets you to yoga off the mat. So walking outside that RV, I do the same thing. It's like, it's like my greeting of the day. This is my new beginning. I woke up, Siva and I are going to go for a long half hour walk. And if we can get to a place where there are no other people on that walk, it's even better because it gives us time to be with nature, to clear my thoughts, to greet the day. I'm not a great sunrise person, I'm a much better sunset person, but whatever time that is that I decide to greet my day, it starts with taking a step into nature and making it intentional. Today is just about to begin. I'm just so grateful that that I was able to wake up and still have a nice hot cup of coffee to wrap my hands around. Nice. Oh, wait, you got me excited for another thing that I wanted to tell you about yoga, like type off the mat. Um, so I snowboard and I was just thinking about when we snowboard and you're in the trees and generally if you're in the steep trees, um, there's not a lot of people there because most people like the wide open groomed trails. I hate groomed trails, (laughs) but like on a snowboard, you're in these steep trees and it's so quiet, especially if it's just snowed and you have all these like, like inches and inches upon this beautiful white dusting of snow all over the evergreen trees. And then the same thing happens too, if I'm on my mountain bike. And I'm in the middle of all these trees and I'm usually the, like, like one of the last people to meet up with everybody. So if we're riding, riding either mountain biking or riding on a snowboard, I like to be in the back because then I know all my friends are okay and they're already up ahead of me and I can tend to take my time and like look at nature. So whether it's in the snowboard or on the bike, I'll stop sometimes and I just sit there and I just listen. And generally it's probably just for 15, 20 seconds, because I know I have people like waiting and they're probably wondering like, did she fall? Do I need to go get her? What happened? But I just want to sit there for a second and like take it all in. It's so quiet. And then 15 seconds later, I'm like flying down the mountain, tearing through the trees, whether it's on the board of the bike and it's really exciting again. But just those few seconds, I just love. And I guess that's kind of what I would call like a mini sit spot. A mini sit spot. I love when you wrote about your sit spot because it was just such a different way of looking at meditation. It, a lot of people, a lot of times when people come to meditation, they're like, oh, I can't do that. I can't get my mind to quiet. I can't settle down. That is so hard for me. But when you talk to me about your sit spot, it reminded me that everybody takes a minute to just stop and breathe, whether it's that 10 seconds while you're watching all your friends, um, snowboard down the mountain and you stop in the trees and just like embrace the stillness and the silence even if it's just for that split second 
it's very restorative and it's yoga off the mat it you know meditation and that sit spot is just recognizing those moments of bliss and joy in your life to not make joy and bliss a destination but to understand that every day we have a moment maybe two and if we're really lucky it might be a long time in a day you know we might have a huge activity that is just completely joyful but really the purpose of those little sit spot moments those tiny moments where we recognize this is quiet and beautiful and i've got this moment all to myself there's our intentional lifestyle there is that sit spot where it's not having a journey towards joy that makes yoga it is recognizing the moments of joy and acknowledging them even if they're that split second of sitting in the trees all by yourself yeah so there's just so much opportunity for intentionality in our life and as full-time RVers I think we had to make an awful lot of intentions along the way to get here when we purged all of our belongings that was an intentional decision to decide that things don't create our lifestyle it's not about the things and I would remember I would pick something up and say I love this porcelain rose that I received as a gift and I'd have to hold it in my hand and say do you love the porcelain porcelain rose or do you love the memory and the person that gave it to you and the feeling that you have and that was how I made my decisions on what moved from a 2,000 square foot home to a 200 square foot RV there was a lot of <laughs> intentional letting go that had to happen to make that transition. Yeah, I remember when we were doing that and we still, I mean, living in an RV, you still have to do it. Like you have to be very intentional about what you're gonna put in the RV. We kind of have a rule too, if you get a new shirt and usually ours are brewery t-shirts or brewery hats or something like that. If you get a new one, you have to get rid of two of them. <laughs> we don't always follow that rule. <laughs> but we have like, it was the same thing when we were moving out. Like. Um, you, you grab something that was really special to you. We had this huge, um, what would you, it was like a white tiger, because I love tigers, and we got, it was one of the first things that Kenny and I got when we went on a big vacation over 20 some years ago. And it was a huge like um, marble structure, probably like a foot long and you know a couple feet tall, and it was heavy and it was beautiful and I loved the piece. And I'm like, I, how do I even Velcro this down in an <laughs> RV? Because that was, that was one of the hardest things to get rid of. But luckily, I mean, it had so much meaning to us. But luckily, too, it's always been in our house forever and ever. And Zach and Noah and our boys were like, just keep it here, Mom. It's fine. It can stay where it's always been. <laughs> now, will it make the cut when they move out and we sell the house? I don't know. <laughs> but for now, it's got a new owner and it's okay. And, like, that's how you have to look at things. <laughs> it is. Um, I was really happy when we were able to gift some of our belongings, even to people that we knew, we can, still, we can still visit them. But also I know that the people that we gifted them to really wanted them. In the same way that I had to decide, is it the thing or is it the feeling? 
when I gave it away, I was able to reproduce the feeling of, wow, this is great because this person really, really likes this thing. And now they're able to enjoy that feeling until the day comes that <laughs> they don't they have to, yeah, that they don't. And hopefully they'll pass it along to somebody else who will yeah. love it for a short period of time, which, you know, is a reminder of something my mom always said. She would say, this too shall pass, regardless of whether I was having my best moment or my worst moment, she would say, this too shall pass. And it's the reminder of, you know, nothing is forever, that we have to kind of disengage ourselves from the results of our actions, from the result of what we're doing. We talked earlier about how we're still both building businesses and how we're still have a lot of the same thoughts and worries we had when before we were full-time RVers. But once we get to that idea that we can disassociate ourselves from the result and say, I absolutely love what I'm doing at this very moment. And whatever the result of this number one first podcast is, I'm having a fantastic time talking with a really <laughs> good friend of mine. So if I can disengage from the results, then Everything we do is fun because we live it in the moment rather than being worried about how it's going to come across in the end. And you know what? We, I was just watching um, a virtual, everything's virtual nowadays, a virtual conference about uh, social media and things like that. And it's funny that you just said that, that if you can just disengage from wanting the results and just have fun while you're doing it, because that is exactly what they said. If you're going to do like because they were saying like, you should do live Instagram videos. Like that's a big thing right now, but don't pay attention to how many people are watching you because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. So even if nobody's watching you, you're doing it because you want to do it. So have fun doing it. And that's, an, it had nothing to do with yoga. It had nothing to do with like, I mean, with any of the subjects we're talking about. So that's all across the board. Just <laughs> be in the moment, have a good time, find your joy. And I have to say, you know, when I say find my joy, I work on that a lot, but I'm going to say that April has played a huge role in helping me to see joy at times that maybe it wasn't always so easy to see, because if anybody loves to have fun, you know that it's going to be April. I'll tell you, she is so good at building communities that one night when we were in Lake Gunnersville, Larry and I had the biggest campsite in the place. We were right on the corner. The lake was right in front. We had so much space to gathering. Of course, this was, you know, a couple of days before COVID where everybody would hang out and play all the time. But anyway, we had the biggest place. So April knocks on the door and she says, hey, I was just wondering if we could borrow some of your firewood. So we said, oh, yeah, of course. And she said, and I'm also wondering, can we borrow your fire ring? So I was like, okay. She said, would you mind if we have a couple of people come and hang out around your fire ring tonight? I was like, well, that sounds fun. And then she said, oh, by the way, would you like to join us? <laughs> <laughs> so creating friends, creating um, gatherings, intentions, bringing people who love to do things together. We spent the night laughing, finding our joy, getting to know our community, um, and building what in yoga we would call a sangha. Maybe um, the Campfire 12 who joined around our campfire that night or our friends wouldn't label it that way. They might say, this is our community, this is Campfire 12. But as yogis, we use the word sangha. And that just means 
building a community. And that's what I'm looking to do here with people who decide to join or guests that come and talk with me is building this intentional sangha of creating peace and, and love. And I know I sound like an old hippie, right? We're going to have peace, love, and understanding, <laughs> right? It's like the song, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Uh, that's a question I ask every freaking day. <laughs> what is so hard to understand that this is not some far off dream, that it's a decision, right? We've made tough decisions throughout our entire life of things that we want to accomplish. So why can't we do this as well? Building community, building Sangha. Um, honestly, April and a Stout Life has taught me more about that than I think that they realize. I recently sent a, an email to you and your husband, Ken. So you sent out this newsletter. It was about breweries that you've been at and might, about mountain biking. Now I'm a much more yin person than April is. <laughs> I like to be on my, my pedigo with my battery boost to get me up that hard, <laughs> that tough hill and be a Sunday driver on my way down there. I don't drink beer, I drink wine, but I did tell them that they are my, my gurus. Um, even though their specific activities are not the ones that lead my choices of where I'm going to RV to, but the way that they live their life, everything is an intention. And so I'm just blessed and honored to call them really great friends of mine and to introduce them as our first podcast guests. Okay, we can keep recording, but can I let Kenny in real quick? Hey, Ken. Hey, how's it going? Good, how you doing? I'm doing better than the person I'm trying to help get their car unstuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're saving somebody from being uh, stuck in the sand? I hope so. Trying to, yeah. Yeah, she got her car like pointed into the sand and so like the motor and everything's stuck into the sand. The motor? Oh my yeah, we god. Gotta dig out. We got to dig out the sand from She's underneath. She's going to have to have someone who has a toe. Did you guys talk to these guys? No, he was over there. He's like, we're going to have to dig under it. Oh, he's to over there too then? He came over, yeah. I don't probably have somebody who has a chain or a wench or. No, if we do that, it'll just rip up our car. Shit. So everybody in RVs have big shovels, right? <laughs> well, I was thinking we actually have a we couple have a snow snow avalanche shovels that All we right. take. <laughs> so. Well we'll done. <laughs> well, cheers. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Cheers, Ken. Sorry to interrupt your podcast. Hey, no worries. So I was going to say, like, kind of what you were just saying um, is thank you for all that. That was so sweet, the way you were just talking about us, us though, and how we kind of came together. But I was also saying, too, so the way, like, we kind of inspire you with the fun and the mountain biking and all that, um, there's times when I need to, like, summon my inner hippie chick, and that's when I think of you. <laughs> I get, like, so worked up, and I'm like, okay, I just want to be this hippie, hippie chick who just doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can go through it. And so that's when I think of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I summon Teresa. <laughs> so, you know, uh, summoning each other's energy, you know, is maybe the part of the intention that we create. You know, all of this stuff, when I first hear, honestly, when I first became a yogi and people would talk about all this energetic stuff, 
I'd be like, you know, I'm just here to work out. Just can we get to the sun salutation so I can get through this, burn off some energy and, you know, go about my day. That was, that was my view of yoga is I need to get in here. I need to do these poses. I need to link my breath to it. And let me get, let me get to it and keep going. It took me years of being a yogi and going through tons of trainings and going from yoga teacher to yoga therapist to really start to conceptualize this idea of how we're all connected somewhat energetically. And in very simple terms, you know, we can really overcomplicate it or I can say, um, I'm really thinking about April today and give you a call. And as soon as I call, you're like, holy crap, I needed my, <laughs> I needed my inside to come through and you gave me a call, right? That energetic connection, uh, the, more I, the more I pay attention, the more I focus, the more I just stop and I'm quiet and listen. Um, to spend those moments in nature, whether I go out for an hour walk by myself or I sit for those 10 seconds with the sun warming my face, remind me that, you know, we are all connected in ways that we may never notice. And it also lately, what I've been thinking about when I say those things is, you know, because we're humans and we have brains and we walk around on two feet, we think we are the species on earth. It's all about us. But when you walk around in nature and you really spend your time hiking through the woods and looking at the different types of trees and sometimes really cool and sometimes really yucky bugs that you come across or whatever wildlife comes across your path, it really is a pretty in-your-face way of knowing that we're just a tiny, tiny little part of what's going on out there in the world. We are so small, um, but yet can have such a major impact for spreading peace, love, and understanding, or not. We get to choose, right? Um, so. I can tell you this real quick, though. If you need, you as in listeners, podcast listeners, um, if you need, or no, you do, there's no if. So when you finally come to the realization that you need a yoga therapist in your corner for whatever reason, whether it's on or off the mat, just because you just need to listen or you actually need some yoga therapy, whatever it is that you, when you finally come to that realization, um, Teresa's got your back regardless. And, and there's kind of like natural proof. So the entire podcast, this is done on like a Zoom video recording and like I can see her and it's really lovely that you can see someone's face when you're actually doing a podcast. But the entire podcast, there's been this rainbow aura around you <laughs> and it just reflects all these beautiful lights. Um, do, do you need a better sign? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> there's proof right there. Teresa's your person. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, Auras, that's the other thing, you know, this rainbow aura, it shows up in my photographs and when it started showing up and I would look at these things and I'm like, what is this? And, you know, yogis, real yogis, right? They tell me, well, that's your aura. You can see all your colors. Another thing, oh my goodness, I'm still, <laughs> still working through it, but, you know, everybody has their energy, their light, their gift. Um, the things that surround them that we notice, we hear it in their voice, we see it in their face, um, we feel it 
as we come into their space, whether it's personally or virtually, um, we just connect. So thank you um, for that. Could you please share with everybody how they can stay connected with you? Because, you know, although April is not a yoga teacher, she's kind of yoga-ish. So if you want to follow her around, I guarantee you, you will have a ton of fun following along in her adventures. So can you share how we could follow you um, and how everybody can also stay connected with you? Yeah, everywhere. So uh, I guess, first of all, we have a podcast too. It's called the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast or on our website, which our website is livingastoutlife.com. Let me say it again, livingastoutlife.com. <laughs> and then everything like, uh, yeah, we, we do too much. So Instagram, Facebook, um, that's also a stout life. And then YouTube as well. We do videos and all that stuff with mountain biking videos and beer and yeah, the whole DC Yang lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, but we're here to let you have some fun. Yes. And take it off the map with us. <laughs> you know, living uh yoga off the mat out in the background you may we may or may not leave this in there you may hear um april's husband ken is in the background they are out boondocking out in the middle of nowhere very few people um in on the outskirts of death valley in nevada and somebody has gotten their car stuck in the sand so what is yoga off the mat kenny is out there finding shovels right so can you believe RVers carrying shovels in a 24-foot rig? But he has them. He's out finding those shovels, digging sand out from underneath a car to rescue somebody who is stuck. So lending a hand, um, caring about your neighbors, and laughing while they're doing it. <laughs> we might leave in all of those clips of um, Ken coming yeah. in. Um, in the middle of the podcast. I think it's perfect. I mean, and that's what we find when we travel more, whether you're traveling in an RV or just traveling for fun or liter literally like living the nomad life, like all over the world. Generally, we find that people are good like that. Like that's when you see that people are good and your entire kind of mindset changes from that because you see how good people are. That's another great thing about that kind of lifestyle. Yogi, non-yogi, travel, non-travel. You just, I mean, you just see it more. I think that we, um, you know, with social media and, and a lot of different things, sometimes the goodness is understated. And so we have to intentionally go other places to find it. So make sure you connect with April and Ken at livingastoutlife.com. Um, follow their adventures. They've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. So I'm going to let you find all that out by staying connected with them. And what a great storyteller April is. Go to Integrated Natural Health's um, posts page. I am grateful for April to be the voice of our company. She has some amazing posts that she creates for us. So for your friendship, for your love, for your inspiration, thank you so much for being a part of my life and for helping me to kick off podcast number one. I'm so excited and honored to be your first guest. This is awesome. This is, this is great. I can't wait to hear this. Me I'm gonna either. <laughs> I'm going to listen again too, probably a hundred yeah. times while we um, 
<laughs> while we edit it, and then one last Mwah. one. I love you. Love you. Om Shanti, sister. Om Shanti. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. I would love to stay connected, to stay yoked. Join the Sangha by hitting the subscribe button, sharing your favorite intentional tip, joining me for a class on the mat, or better yet, finding me in nature. This yoga off the mat journey is courtesy of Integrated Natural Health, where we connect wisdom and wellness through nature. Make someday your now day. May all of our thoughts be divinely inspired. May all of our words be authentic and true. May all of our hearts be touched with love and joy. And may the time that we devote to our practice of compassion bring peace to all beings. Om Shanti. Namaste. Now that we've arrived here, I would not change a thing. Knew that we'd survive here with all the goodness we would bring. Of this I sing. Everybody swimming in sunshine, everybody feeding fine, everybody join the front line, ain't nobody left behind, everybody swimming in sunshine.